Pipe Man here on the Adventures Pipe Man W4CY Radio, and I'm here with our next guest who uh, I'm so excited about. Has some awesome new music and uh, even a silver LP. I love vinyl, so I love when they come out with the cool stuff. So let's welcome to the show Andres from Seventh Wonder. How are you? Hey, Pipe Man, doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing amazing. You know, live music is coming back, so I feel like I'm back in the living. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're all excited about that one. Oh, man. Like, I don't think people realize why we should not have shut down live music. I think, okay, here's my take on it. Mm-hmm. If we had had live music all along, people wouldn't be such assholes right now. <laughs> <laughs> live music helps. It sure does. Yeah. You got to have a place to get out that angst and anger, you know? Yeah. Not only that, man, it's the whole camaraderie. Yes. You know, I was just, I, I was at the first show since the pandemic, maybe a month ago. It was Sorcerer and some other bands playing Stockholm. And I just, man, I had, I was just missing, you know, the, Six foot eight bearded guys spilling beer on me. That's, you know, an <laughs> integral part of life, man. You need that. So I was so happy to be there. And, and uh, you know, jokes aside, it was great to be in that, you know, setting and that s- situation again, man. Now, okay, I can't believe I'm going to bring this up. I, I've never brought this up in an interview, but since he talked about the beer thing, how about one, <laughs> how about one of the festivals at, that I was at in the fall? Uh, and I was down by the photo pit, mm-hmm. and it was all over the news, so I know you know about it. And the, the chick peed in the dude's mouth on stage. Oh, yeah. I was dude. there. Dude, yeah, man. That made it over to my circuits as well. Oh, That was man. something out of the ordinary. Oh, that was, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you saw that happen as it happened? Yeah, well, okay, so. Dude, you're part of music, rock history right I, now. I'm telling you. So she comes out on stage, and at first I'm thinking to myself, you know, man, I never thought of that. But she, <laughs> meaning she had to go to the bathroom real bad, okay? Yeah. And so, like, I'm thinking about it. nothing could be worse but to go out on stage and I have to go to the bathroom real bad because it's not like you can walk off the stage and go to the bathroom, <laughs> you know? Right. And so she's saying how she had to go to the bathroom real bad, and then she goes, and I have this fantasy of peeing in somebody's mouth. Is there anybody in the audience that would like to volunteer? And, of course, a bunch of nutcases volunteer. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but then, Holy crap. But then you I know, thought she was joking, though. <laughs> maybe he did, too, and then he was... No, no, wait, wait you hear what happens next. So uh-huh. uh, I thought she was joking. So she goes through almost the whole set, but she kept on making references to it throughout the set. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking she's just being funny. And then towards the end of the set, she invites this big old redneck dude on stage. Okay, mm-hmm. and he was loving this shit. 
<laughs> I don't know if you saw the videos, but I think I did. Yeah, it, it sure was. She sure must have had to go to the bathroom because that was like Niagara Falls going in this guy. Right, mouth. right. <laughs> it, it it was like uh, you know cups and cups. It wasn't a oh. teaspoon. I, I, it didn't stop, and I'm just like watching and like oh, like I've never experienced that. It, the closest I ever came to that was back in the 80s when Kronos from Venom used to throw buckets of piss out on the uh, audience. But, you know. Was that real piss, though? It was. It, it, Kronos was like that. It, it was real. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know, to each his own and all of that good stuff. But I'd rather opt out, man. Yeah, that's the only time I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be in the pit this time. <laughs> mm -hmm. I hear you. Uh so, yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe And then the guy, okay, you ready? When it was over, he was, like, enjoying every minute of it. When it was over, he stood up, shook his head like a dog does, mm -hmm. and yeah. then spit out a bunch of pee onto the crowd. Like, sprayed it. Oh, my God. Dude. It was... Dude, that's, that's not really... That's not that's not me, man. Yeah, no, and that's not me either. Like, uh, like uh, you know, I mean, I listen... It's a metal show. It's not a. It's not a freak show. Like some people may think we're freaks, but not like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm glad you don't do that live on stage. Now I can go see your show. <laughs> no piss guaranteed. Oh, uh, that's funny. But yeah. So I'm I'm loving it that you know we got the live shows coming back and you know you're so right about the camaraderie because what happened to me in the fall was. You know, I just remember sitting in the middle of this crowd of 100,000 people at a face festival, and I just said to myself, man, I feel so alive. And it was because I was around all these people. Mm -hmm, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's my yeah. family. You know, and not everybody gets it. You know, it, it, it's we're like a big family, you know? Right. The the, the, the festivals in particular yes. have that whole vibe to them. Yeah. To totally. So... Tell us a little bit about Seventh Wonder for our listeners that have never heard you guys before and your new album, The Testament, which, by the way, what the f I'm going to tell you, at first glance of the email that John sent me, all I saw mm -hmm. was Testament. I'm like, oh, cool. But I had just <laughs> I had just interviewed Chuck v Billy like a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, but, there you go. <laughs> you know, but, but like they're one of my favorite bands. And then I was like... Oh, but you know that's good too. It's a it's a it's an album name, so I like that too. <laughs> so tell us. Yeah, that's right. All right, so yeah, we're a little old band from Stockholm, Sweden, and uh, been doing this now for some twenty odd years. Uh, this is the sixth studio release, uh, interleaved with one double live thing we did, and it was recorded fourteen and released sixteen in the U.S. Actually, uh, always love playing in the u.s that's my home away from home can't wait to get back favorite place on earth actually so you know anytime we get a chance to go to the u.s i'm i'm first on board that train for sure um and you know it's like somebody said that we're like europe on steroids you know it's all about it's, it's kind of musicians music i suppose lots of twists and turns and odd measures and a bunch of fun stuff going on on the instruments but and the bottom line is it has to be a good song. So even though we're all about that stuff, the noodly stuff and the tricky stuff and what have you, um, we always want to make sure that even if you sit down with an acoustic guitar and you play the song, it's going to be a good song. So we're all about 
you know, melodies and, and staying positive and, and we just want to have fun and enjoy it. And, 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 uh, a lot of people seem to appreciate that. And that's what we're all about. And you know what? I love Swedish musicians because of what you just said. I almost think like it's that six months of months of darkness creates mm-hmm. a lot of creativity. <laughs> right. Yeah. The frustration there is, uh, is amused on its own. Yeah, no doubt. I, I got to tell you a funny Sweden story that you'll appreciate. So I was married, and I'm my best bro, he was marrying a Swedish girl, so I went out to mm-hmm. Sweden for a wedding about in Uppsala. I was in Uppsala for the yeah. wedding. And, okay, so the, the bride's parents are reindeer farmers at the North Pole. Okay. (laughs) And at the time I was a vegetarian. And so Mm -hmm. it was reindeer meat was a reception meat. So my wife was eating it. And I, I said to her, I'm like, is that, is that good? She's like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, cause you're eating Rudolph. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. That's reindeer meat. And she's like... Bonafide red reindeer, yeah. Yeah. So wait, typical American response. She's like, there's no such thing as reindeer. Come on. I'm like, (laughs) yes, there is. Ing's parents are reindeer farmers. We're at the North Pole. Do you think it's just a TV show that has reindeers? Come on. (laughs) And the look of horror on her face when she... After I busted her jobs and she realized I wasn't lying. Oh, my God. It was priceless. <laughs> well, for the record, I love reindeer meat. Nice. Delicious. Nice. There you go. I also, you know what I love there? I was in Gothenburg. I was playing hockey on a Bondi field. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, right? I, I never saw yeah, that. I, I played hockey before. growing up. Not in Gothenburg, though. I'm from Stockholm. We don't like Gothenburg. Well, we yeah. do, but we pretend we don't. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, you know, I couldn't believe how big that field is. Like, I, I Yeah, it's like a soccer field, man. It's, it's a totally different type of game. Yeah, I never knew about it before. And it was mm-hmm. so wild because there were a bunch of hockey games going on. And it's like the field is so big. There were like, I don't know, 10 hockey games going on at once. It was wild. Right. It's it's the sport of, you know, it's like Sweden, Russians and the Finns and like northern, northern Eastern Europe type of thing. Those are the only uh, countries that do it, I think, on a professional level. I never played it myself, but they're damn good skaters. And it's it's so it's a very different game. It's like a soccer on ice rather. Exactly. And I talk even though you got sticks and stuff like that. It's such a big deal. So I mean, it's such a big feel. So it's a very different type of game. Yes, totally. So I, I prefer hockey, though, to be honest. But it's cool that that there is such a game, you know, for, you know, and to each his own. There you go. Well, I'm a hockey person, too. So, yeah, me too. What's your favorite team? Devils. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I'm from Jersey. I used to sound like it. Oh, well, I learned how to get rid of that Jersey accent. But if I get around Jersey people, you'll hear it. Just like you don't really sound like you're from Sweden. But, dude, you sound like you're from the South somewhere. Well, because now I'm in South Florida. And don't do that. That's such a big insult to a Yankee. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you brought that on your own, on yourself, though, man. I know, right? There's no Jersey stuff going on there, as far as I can tell. Yeah, it'll come. Like when (laughs) I say water and coffee... (laughs) 
and coffee. You're yeah. allergic to dogs. So yeah, you I'm like gonna, to drink water. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have a drink of water when I walk <laughs> my dog. <laughs> oh man, and you know. It, it it is funny because I trained my voice a long time ago, and now it's almost mm-hmm. like I become almost a chameleon. Like I had an engineer in my studio here; uh-huh. he, had, he had this southern accent, and everybody started saying oh, yeah. I sounded like him. And I was like, "Oh God, what happened?" Yeah, <laughs> like the worst thing a Jersey dude could do. But I mean, like that's him. one of the biggest leaps in like U.S. Uh, accent, yeah. Jersey to Southern, right? I I mean, I cannot. Well. I mean, if we, if we, especially if you go like deep south somewhere, but I mean, New, the New York, New Jersey, that type of Northeast accent, I'm not talking about New England or Boston or something, but like, you know, proper Jersey. Yeah. That's a very particular accent, though, isn't it? Oh, it totally is. But you know what? You know what? I can tell what part of Jersey somebody's from or what part of New York they're from by their accent because they're all oh, really? different. Yeah, You'd be able to pick somebody out. Man, you're from Hoboken, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Also in Jersey, North Jersey specifically, since you mentioned uh-huh. Hoboken, that you can tell what town you're in by the smell in the air. Oh, yeah? How so? <laughs> Elaborate. They just have these weird – some of them have these weird smells, and it's unique to them, like Secaucus – like don't I'm sorry what did you say there I said they S- just all have these Secaucus? weird Secaucus yeah that's the name of the town where uh, oh, oh okay I'm not familiar yeah it's where Giants Stadium is and where uh-huh. okay. and it's where the Devils used to play before they moved mm-hmm. to Newark but uh you know it's funny I used to have second row blue line for the Devils for years wow and the only place I got respect for being a Devils fan is when I went up to Montreal <laughs> oh really? Okay. Yeah, because Jacques Lemaire was the coach then, and so uh-huh. and Brodeur was the goalie. So like they were heroes, you know. So right, right. I, gotcha, I would be in man. Jersey and get in a fight with Flyers fans and Rangers fans and Islanders fans. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, but the hockey is such a big deal too. Once you cross the northern border, man, in Canada, totally. it's all about hockey. Yes, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I remember. Probably one of the first times I ever went to the U.S. It was for work reasons, and I just wanted to immerse myself in as much as Amer- in as much of Americana as possible. And they took me to this baseball game. Uh, all you know, three Americans and me, and, and we were talking about sports and whatnot. And I was like, "Well, what about hockey, Ed? How about hockey?" No, that's un-American. I, I remember oh, vividly man. him saying that, man. But he was, and I think that he was still though. He was not a. He was not from like California. I think he was from. Uh, damn, what's the state? Uh, you know, of, of, I think he was a Cleveland fan. Oh, okay. Know? So is that Ohio? Uh, yes. Yeah. So he's from there somewhere. So you'd think that maybe he'd be, you know, somewhat prone to like in hockey at least, because it's not like he was in the deep south or anything. But no. Anyways, <laughs> I, I, I get the whole uh, enthusiasm in Montreal, though. Sure. And uh, you know what? I think hockey and metal go hand in hand, to be honest. Well, <laughs> hockey guys are the toughest guys in the world. Everybody wants to be a hockey guy. Right. And that you learn how to be in a mosh pit by learning how to check. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, for, the lo- for a long time... Uh, I can't remember what team it was. It was just in general, uh, seeing some NHL clips over here in Sweden, they would play like Enter Sandman or something yes. like, like that as they were getting out on the ice. And, totally. You know, 
you know, hockey and hip hop doesn't match, right? So, no. <laughs> so I hear you. I was actually at the Stanley Cup uh, when Brodeur scored a goal. You know, the goalie of the Devils, he scored a goal. Like, Oh, I, was... I didn't know that, no. And then there was wow, that's cool. that same series, there was one game that had three overtimes. When, you know, I smoked at the time, and you go out to smoke. It was like being mm -hmm. in jail. There were People ran out of cigarettes. The game was so long, and they were, like, buying, uh, offering to buy cigarettes for, like, five bucks. <laughs> just one cigarette <laughs> that's a great way to make some business man yeah there you go just hang out for overtime at a hockey game that's yeah, all yeah yeah college <laughs> fun no problem so june 10th the mm -hmm. testament comes out and, yep. and and i love frontiers music because they always make some of the cool packages like you guys have this limited edition color 2lp silver and i love that because i like silver better than gold everybody likes to go for the gold I, I like the silver much better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, vinyl's coming back in style. I mean, I still have my player from when I was a kid. You know, I got this set up probably 88 or 89. It's still running, so I, I, I still listen to some of those. T to be honest, I, I'm not 100% sure exactly what Frontiers are going to release, but I knew it was going to be released on vinyl because we we made a vinyl master for it, but uh, it's all, all all the all the all the better if if they do it in a, in a in a cool packaging, you know. So yeah, and well, it, they are. So that is all the better. What about live cool. shows? You got a, what you got coming up for live shows? Anything yet? Yeah, right. I mean, I was expecting. You know, we were kind of lucky that way that we, we got off the last show of the last album, Tiara, in. Played a U.S. festival in maybe September, October 2019. That oh. was the last show on that tour. Uh, and right then is where COVID hit, right? It's called COVID-19 for a reason. It was like right. November, December that year it came out. And we were going to go into writing mode anyway. So all of the, the, the time in lockdown and the, the, the pandemic time was the time that we were writing the album or recording it. And now it's done. It's about to be released and all the restrictions are lifted. So for us, it was pretty awesome. And I was kind of expecting there to be, you know, like a, a big vacuum out there. <laughs> People would just, you know, hurl, hurl gigs at you. But it turns out it was quite the opposite. I mean, not, the, the crowds are there for sure. It's just that. All the venues are backed up, yeah. you know, with gig requests from people who haven't been able to play for two years. So I'm yeah. trying to set up some gigs and they were like, yeah, call me in April next year, you know. So, but yeah, we got a couple of festivals booked uh, for this fall. Which ones? Or, or like, uh, I can't really say yet because okay. we haven't signed the papers, unfortunately. But there will be some shows, but we're talking uh, on this side of the puddle. So Europe so far. Yeah, um, I'm going in uh, June for Download and Hellfest. Oh, you are. Well, we're not going to be playing that early uh, yeah. so because nobody knew when the album was going to be released in time right. for us to sign up for festivals during like early summer. But we're going to do some festival uh, festival gigs uh, after the summer. And, and it's tricky right now because Tommy, our singer, lives in Canada and the rest of us are stuck here in Sweden. So, you know, it's it's logistics are a mess right now trying totally. to make uh, make that work. Uh, but But we're going to do that and we're going to, you know, try to shoehorn in a few extra gigs around those festival gigs that we're going to do and then i hope we can go on a longer stretch maybe maybe around new year's or shortly thereafter and, and and a dream of mine which i have yet to fulfill 
would be to do a long run through the U.S., nice. you know, maybe north to south or whatever. We haven't had an opportunity to do that yet because we don't have, really have any relations with booking agencies over there. So, you know, anybody listen to this and are interested, look me up and we'll talk. So, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I would really love to go, you know, and play every joint and toilet down the I-95 or what have you uh, in, in the U.S. But otherwise, we're going to be probably be uh, doing some festivals there nice, and, and, and going on a longer European run for sure during the spring. I love it. I love it. So let's tell people how they can connect to you on social media, on the web, so that not only can they get the new album and, and check you guys out, but so they can see when you you can make the announcements of the upcoming festivals and other tour dates. Right. So, I mean, we're, we're pretty much everywhere, I think. You can check out the new album and the new singles and the previous ones and the live and whatnot over in Spotify or, or um, Deezer and those platforms. Otherwise, check out social media at official SW, SW for Seventh Wonder. So official SW, we're uh, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and those places. So check us out there, man. And and, and also, look, uh, go to YouTube and check out the video for The Light. And that'll give you a pretty good idea of what we're all about. Yes, it will. And you guys are badass. I think everybody should check you out. And then also, in the uh, Frontiers shop, where they can get that special silver LP with, you know, a gatefold and all kinds of cool stuff. So, check it mm -hmm. out for sure. Is there anything else you want the listeners to know that we haven't covered yet? Well, I just want to say that, you know, we're dying to go out there and meet everybody. Uh, we're very happy with the new album. It turned out that lyric-wise... Even though we didn't plan it to begin with, it, it turned out to be like a deep dive into human emotions. And we so every song is about one particular emotion, you know, like fear, despair, hope, and joy, and whatnot. And coming from a couple of really shitty years for me personally it was it was a cathartic experience to just kind of you know open that tap, turn on the tap, oh, tap into that, and, and just empty all of that darkness and shit into those lyrics. So I'm happy that I got a chance to do that. So you know. Check it out. See if it, if, if, it, if it means anything to you. I hope it does. And, and please come see us on tour. Yes. And, you know, what you're saying before is the exact reason I've been – that's the positive spin I've put on the uh, whole pandemic thing because I think some of the best music ever is going to come out of this pandemic for exactly what you said. You got to sit down right. But I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, the writing was a little different than normal because normally, you, you know, you're so busy, you're writing a song on a tour bus or something instead of having that time to really create. Yeah, I mean, we're, we didn't have anything else to do. But for us, it's been, you know, the difference wasn't all that big to us. It was just that we entered, when we, we kind of, not hibernate, but we go in, into seclusion, if you will, when it's time to write. And that just happened at the dawn of the pandemic. So... No, we had enough time, but sure, you know, nobody were badgering us to do live shows because uh, there was a complete lockdown of the world. Right. So, you know, you were given some privacy and some time to, to create something. And I just hope it, you know, made for a better album in the end. It definitely did. It rocks and everybody's got to check it out. You guys are badass. And uh, I thank you for giving us the great music. And thank you for being on the Adventures of Pipe Man. You bet. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY Radio.